0: Goodness for bathrooms that are close by, and freezing it so good. in two seconds. Sorry, folks. Once it
1: once it hits your lips, it's so good. It's so good. So good. So good, once it hits your lips. so good. Yes, guys, welcome back. Testing normal episode one 2, 28.
0: Oh, I thought we were gonna. Get, I thought we we're gonna. Call fantastic out to be here with y'all. Single numbers one two eight.
1: I know, dude. So I was kind of kind of bummed out that I wasn't that I'm not working tomorrow. Um, because it's
0: two 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 two, two 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 on a Tuesday,
1: on a Tuesday. I know. Just the level of twos on that um would have been kind of fun because all the time I have to like you know if I have to write somebody a note or if I have to
0: yeah
1: paperwork would be easy you know wouldn't it like paperwork would be the first time ever it'd be like you'd still get it wrong you'd you'd write you'd write
0: two 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 twenty one great. <laughs>
1: yeah it's a one time though that you just have to write two that's it it's fantastic
0: true you just twos until until you're done like mm-hmm. I get now
1: it. The, perhaps in 200 years it would be even better but as long as you're using the short term right the short acronym for 22 then it works yeah then it works um well, guys, we're going to start off the night, throw down some of the classic TILs for y'all. Today I learned. Today I learned.
0: We All That's right. our intro so, music,
1: folks. I know. Anybody out there that wants to give us an intro song for TIL, yeah. let us know. <laughs> um, today I learned Adam Rayner, the only man in recorded history to have been both a dwarf and a giant. What? Be- Whoa. <laughs> This guy, you should look up his pictures. It's fascinating. I wish I had a link for it. What? So, So at 19, at the age of 19, he was only approximately four, just over, he was over four and a half feet, just over four and a half feet. And, but because of pituitary tumor, by the age of 33, the tumor started pumping out hormones and then he, he reached the height of seven foot two. By his death, he reached the height of seven foot eight. So it was fascinating. He was actually a dwarf and a giant in his lifetime.
0: Well, okay. So as i an I, adult, folks, I found I found some pictures of this. Yes. And uh, here we are. Here's him as a giant. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't look. Yeah. I mean, I mean he looks small on that left side. I think it would be more shocking if you saw him in real life. I mean, that's a that's a big guy. Let's be that's real. That's a big dude. Let's that's be real. Dude. Look at that coat. I mean, he would just, you would have to get it at like a tinted like awning shop or something.
1: Probably had a Kohl's. He had probably had to go to like a Coles or
0: like a something fancy like that. You know? Probably Kohl's. Yeah, Or Coles.
1: <laughs> All right, hit me.
0: Okay. I got to get to mine because I just pulled that up. Today I learned in 1996, the action movie The Rock, right? Great movie, right? A Volvo, mm-hmm. a beige one. Starring Nicolas Cage Who has been in a lot of different movies Some of them really bad Um, And Sean Connery Is the only Michael Bay directed film To be certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes With a 66% fresh rating
1: Wait all of Michael Bay's movies Otherwise were had lower than that rating?
0: According to this Really? Really? Okay So here's the thing about Rotten Tomatoes when you go there, do you pay attention to like their rating? Cuz I don't. I uh, No, man. I go the audience. The audience the is the audience is like cuz you'll see you'll see like a movie that was like controversial and yeah. and exactly. politically they hate it and so they're like it's a 1%. And then the audience rating is 99%. It's like, "Huh, interesting right. that most people fall on that side."
1: Yeah. Because Michael Bay, okay, I'm just looking this up here. He had some pretty big movies, Armageddon, right? Huge, Armageddon, huge. Bad Boys, that was a big movie,
0: right? But I bet um, they didn't get rated that high. Like, <gasps> wait a second.
1: Let's be real. No, he didn't direct. He didn't direct
0: the Quiet Place too. That was a. Uh, no. That was a uh, John Krasinski. Yeah, that's his movie. I believe. Interesting Maybe he was on the movies. team. He was like, "Well, we got to get a lower." rating. Yeah, he might have like. Helped we got to get a lower rating so that people like us more. That's what mm-hmm. That's what they Oh, he was a producer. He was a producer. Okay. Okay. All right. Hit me up. Second one.
1: All right. Today I learned David Holmes, Daniel Ratcliffe's stunt double for the Harry Potter films, was injured in a stunt for the last film and is now paralyzed from the chest down.
0: Abra-ka-freaking-dabra. Yeah. Isn't that wild? They should have healed him. Like Harry Potter's wound or something. How horrible is that? It's so sad. It's terrible. I mean, that joke is terrible, too. But I mean... I would have asked for it, but win mean, in Hogwarts, yeah, win in Hogwarts, yeah, yeah. Uh, do us Hogwarts do, yes, at least half of what they do, 33 and a half or third, or whatever, uh, today I learned that much of our understanding of early language, and this is also dark, but interesting, de- uh, early language development is derived from the case of an American girl, pseudonym Jeannie a so-called feral child who is kept in nearly complete silence by her abusive father, developing no language before her release at the age of 13. Mm. Whoa. Which is also interesting. Mm. Like You know, you get stuck in a YouTube hole. Right. Last night I got stuck in a YouTube hole and I watched a 52-minute MIT lecture on how Chernobyl happened.
1: Ooh, and most
0: yeah. like much of what we know about how biology reacts to um, like radioactive radiation. and radiation like elements, like depending on how they emit, how they their half life, all that kind of stuff comes mm-hmm. from that. But even then, the professor said it's so little. Like it's only like thirteen hundred cases. It's such a small sample size that we still don't know enough to really know how it affects cancer and all that kind of stuff. Like very little. So like if we if most of what we know about language development is from one, I gotta imagine we don't know a mm-hmm. lot. Like
1: Right. How much more there is to learn. Mm-hmm. And also yeah, and, and the thing with a lot of those cases it's like to study and research a lot of those situations, you have to put people in really compromised and horrible situations, right? Yeah. And so that's why, yeah. that's why it's really difficult to have some of those uh, good case studies. Yeah. Um, I wonder
0: how many case studies we know about people from horrible things like, yeah. like Germany and stuff.
1: Exactly. Yep. Exactly.
0: And how much we've lost
1: because a lot of those records weren't kept. Yeah. Um, okay. So my last TIL. Yep. Instead of calling overprotective parents helicopter parents, people in Sweden call them curling parents. And that's a little little shout out to the Olympics. Like curling. Oh, you know, like, they... Yeah, because they're like, they keep over the rock, you know? They like are constantly looking out
0: for it. So and that's a sport. It. Like this year, I'll be honest. I have seen from... The corner of my eye someone playing the olympics i don't want to watch it and so someone told me like well you've never really been into it like i beg your pardon we watched it a ton when i was a kid i thought it was great i very curling much, I, or the olympics no just the olympics in general but i would say of all the sports that i wish they played because one reason why watching olympics is annoying is they don't play the stuff you want to see right on tv on tv yeah 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 very little of it.
1: And it's hard to watch. It's never convenient to watch. No, it's like, um,
0: yeah, we'll, we'll air snowboarding at 2 a.m. or Right.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of, kind of, kind of, well, and on that note, actually, speaking of kind of the silliness of the Olympics, this is kind of brings us really well into the first topic that I wanted to throw out there. Um, an interesting topic. So with the Olympics, the drama of this past week was, um, One of the Russian skaters, she was 15 and came back positive for a performance enhancing drug in her system. Right. right? This one. Right. Um, Yes, exactly. And there was uh, talk. Should she not be allowed to compete anymore? Should she be banned? Um, What should we do with her performances thus far? And the Olympic committee had decided basically that they were going to allow her to still compete. They would allow her scores to be kept as, um, you know, valid,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, even though she was she actually tested positive for a performance enhancing drug. Um, but then someone brought up a really good point and this previous Olympic athlete, a U.S. sprinter from this past summer Olympics. Um, she brought up a point because she had an outstanding time. She was going to be one of the top U.S. sprinters. Um, but she had tested positive for cannabis in her system. Right. And so because she had tested positive for cannabis, they said, no, you're not even allowed to compete in the Olympics. Whereas this 15-year-old Olympic Russian individual, they said, you can compete, but if you win, you just can't go on the podium. No, no, it wasn't that. You can't have your...
0: No, they told her that, though. No, I know, but it not only punished her, they said they wouldn't have a medal ceremony. Right. So the other people that got it. If she was on the podium, they wouldn't have one.
1: Well, they wouldn't have the Russian ceremony. So, if she got so, usually your flag only goes or your song only goes for the person that's in first place, right? Right. So in this situation, if she had won, then that song wouldn't have played. Here's the thing, and she wouldn't go on the podium.
0: But the, why are, but, but, why me, do let they me... let Russians in there? Aren't they barred? Well, from that's it?
1: a whole ordeal. That's a whole ordeal in and of itself. Totally agree. But the hypocrisy of the fact that they wouldn't allow this sprinter to compete because she had cannabis in her system, which is not actually shown to be a performance enhancing substance when it comes to exertion activities like this. (laughs) If anything, it probably would have some negative. She's slower. She stopped for Doritos. Um, So she brought up, you know, and, and she says, you know, she she says, why would this 15 year old girl from Russia get this opportunity to compete? When I've been training all my life, and I have a substance that does not per- increase performance, it's a banned substance. Right. It doesn't improve performance. One hundred percent. So there's a there's a significant level of sketchiness within the Olympics, particularly well, when it comes to Russia. And the obviously. fact that Russia but, was
0: barred because of performance enhancing drugs, you would think they would come down harder and say, "Look, because it isn't right. like the Russia. It's not. It's not Russia. It's." the Russia Olympic team or like, it's called like, right. It's called something different. Right. And right. like, why are they even in there at all? Like, well, we don't want to punish those people. Like it's the entire country. We're sorry.
1: Like, right. Right. That's exactly it. They said, because she's 15, we don't want to punish her for the faults of her parents. What? Right. And that's, and <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they said. The, the fault of the coaches and the parents. However, if that is precedence you allow, well then from hitherforth. forth, Anybody that's under the age of 18, give them all the doped up drugs you want because we just made a rule that now allows for enhancements to a a pretty extensive degree. Right. Um, And it's not a banned substance she got caught for. It's a performance enhancing substance, which is a big difference. Right. And much
0: worse. Uh, From a country known for faking it.
1: Right. (laughs) Known for cheating constantly, yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Yeah, so that was <sighs> that's that
0: was frustrating, that was super frustrating. Yeah. Just yeah, another kind of another chink in the armor for me not watching it. I just yeah, kind of a bummer. Like, whatever. It's like it's probably because China's like, well, I mean, it's Russia, and they kind of believe the same things that we do. And
1: yeah, well, Russia Russia is an interesting topic that's been pretty hot lately in the news, right? Mm-hmm. Um. There was actually a uh, tweet that got made and sent out by one of my one candidate that I do actually think has the potential to cross both sides of the of the political spectrum. Um, and she was a Democrat from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And then she decided not to rerun again. But she tried to run for president and she actually knocked Kamala Harris off of the kind of top runner for a little while.
0: Um, Everyone did. Kind of interesting- Let's be real.
1: Right. <laughs> right. True. <laughs> but uh, Tulsi Gabbard made a lot of interesting comments lately about this Russia situation. And I wanted to play a quick video here. It's like two minutes. So uh, just kind of bear with us here. I want you guys to hear it and tell us uh, what you think, and we'll, we'll have some comments about this. Um, play
2: right here. President Biden could end this crisis and prevent a war uh, with Russia by doing something very simple guaranteeing that Ukraine will not become a member of NATO. Because if Ukraine became a member of NATO, that would put U.S. and NATO troops directly on the doorstep of Russia, which, as Putin has laid out, would undermine their national security interests. Uh, The reality is that it is highly, highly unlikely that Ukraine will ever become a member of NATO anyway. So the question is, why doesn't President Biden and and NATO leaders actually just say that and guarantee it? Which Which begs the question of of why are we in this position then uh, if if the answer to this and preventing this war from happening is is very clear as day. and 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 really, it just points to one conclusion that I can see, which is they actually want Russia to invade Ukraine. Why would they? Because number one, it gives the Biden administration a clear excuse to go and levy draconian sanctions, which are a modern day siege against Russia and the Russian people. And number two, it cements this Cold War in place. Uh, you know, the, the military industrial complex is the one that benefits from this. They clearly control the Biden administration. Warmongers on both sides in Washington have been drumming, drumming up these tensions. If, if they get Russia to invade Ukraine, then, uh, again, it locks in this new cold war. The military-industrial complex starts to make a ton of more money than, than they have been in fighting uh, al-Qaeda or, or making weapons for al-Qaeda. And who pays the price? The American people pay the price. The Ukrainian people pay, pay the price. The Russian people pay the price. It undermines our own national security, but the military-industrial complex that controls so many of our politicians wins, and they, they run to the bank. You've seen this from both sides as a lawmaker and a member of our armed forces, so I think you've got a credible view on this. I've looked at this carefully, Tucker, and I have yet to find any benefit that a a political leader has used or could use to justify this to the American people. All you hear is like, well, we have to defend democracy. We have to defend this democratic country of Ukraine. But as you know very well, uh, this current president, you know, shuts down, arrests political opposition, throws them in jail, shuts down TV stations Mm. that are critical to him. Uh, I, I have a hard time seeing how President Biden or anyone can say with an honest face, we are defending democracy. And the reason is because our own government has publicly supported these authoritarian actions by the Ukrainian president in shutting down their own political opposition. And it begs the question, uh, this sounds familiar to some of the things that unfortunately we're seeing play out right here at home. I was, about, I was just about to say, it sounds like their kind of democracy. President Biden,
0: First off, I want to say, how weird is it that Tulsi Gabbard's on Tucker Carlson? I have a lot of respect for Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, she is
1: not afraid, and she's happy to go on both sides of the party lines, yeah. and that is a beautiful thing about her uh, stance on things. Um, so, okay. I think she makes a lot of good points um about the potential gain, the benefit of the military complex mm-hmm. by having something like this happen, right? Um I think that there is a uh, I think it's you're pretty naive if you don't think that somebody's going to benefit from this type of thing happening. Yeah.
0: Um Well, people and, make money in war. That's the thing. These people uh-huh. want There's there's people that want war because they make money off both sides. That's the sad right. part and
1: and and Putin, you know supposedly and then, you know obviously I don't know Putin, obviously I don't know his true motives, however, <clears throat> the main thing he said is he doesn't want Russia to have a member of NATO on his border, right, and that is the one thing, and that's what Tulsi kind of talks about, if NATO and these other countries in Europe want to avoid this crisis. Mm. Literally all Ukraine has to say is we won't be a member of NATO. That's all they want because NATO in that situation potentially puts missiles on the border of Russia or allows for ballistic missiles on the border of Russia. Right.
0: You have Um, to remember too though. And I, I mean, a lot of people won't touch this with a 10 foot pole, but I have no problem mm. saying it because I've listened to the calls that he made where he was trying mm-hmm. to undermine the Trump presidency as they came in. And it was also found that his son was running stuff through them, like embezzling money and taking chunks. Are you talking about with Ukraine, Ukraine or Russia? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. it has to, I have to wonder what friends does he still have within that country that either friends or enemies, like he doesn't want to defend them because maybe that, cause I mean they had like warrants out for the dude's arrest for a long time. And I think those since have been dropped, but in the calls that I listen to, I can't understand why that country would ever want to look favorably upon someone that is such a horrible, horrible human being as our current president.
1: <laughs> well,
0: especially to I, their country, like with the experience they've had with him, Why would they yeah. why would they want to work with him?
1: Well, I think that there is, especially in. In Ukraine's situation, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's incentive for them to to not be controlled by any major state, right. right? And so I think NATO, I think Ukraine is really trying to have a delicate balancing act here. They don't want Russia to tell them what they can and can't do, even with cryptocurrency, right? Right. Like that's a, that's that's a big thing that Ukraine for a while was actually kind of one of the uh, larger players in cryptocurrency, and. um even with like certain types of mining operations they yeah. had there. Um, so it was
0: Russia now, which is weird that that's something that plays both sides. Like Putin just this yeah. week was saying like, we need this. We need to bring Bitcoin in. It should be a currency. It should be treated as a currency and not an asset. Like, like what in the world? Like I didn't, but then think, he was, I didn't think there was many doing regulations against it. Like a couple of weeks ago is what they Right. Were and I about, think, too. I don't know. Like I think a lot of those leaders kind of play with it because their country's actually like, they're they're accumulating it like our country just accumulated billions of it just through that lawsuit that we talked about a couple of weeks ago um mm-hmm. and now we have people to the north that you know our neighbors to the north which is something i want to talk about here in a second but it's there's all these different issues i see as very very interconnected um it is interesting uh, the reason why I, I think that tucker would want to talk to tulsi and why tulsi is someone that could be um at least respected in this opinion is that she she was in that like she that she has that military background she understands some mm-hmm. of the the politics that go along with that and some of the the strategy that goes along with that and i think that's what a, that's what i like she's not a warmonger and i would say no. that i wouldn't say that the conservative side i don't want to say republican because it's like whatever but the conservative side there's a ton of warmongers but they're not all warmongers and i would say i can't think of like democrat that wasn't like <laughs> i mean let's be real the first president that we were told i don't think bernie would be that, i don't think
1: bernie is uh,
0: i don't know but he wasn't president i'm saying like if of the presidents that were around, like the one that they told us would start World War Three was Trump. And he had no wars during his time. Yeah, Bill Bill Clinton wasn't a warmonger. But he, had, he didn't have. But any... he, had, you know, he had conflicts that were during that time. Like you can go back and look at the charts like most presidents. Yeah. Bush had more than anyone. So that's why I say not Republican. I say that that there is a group of people when she says like this military industrial complex, I would. Right. There's a ton of Republicans that fall into that category, too. And I hate I hate that side of them just as much as any other side. And I would Yeah, I have no problem saying that. Well, one thing that's also
1: interesting about <clears throat> I feel like with Putin, he's kind of playing both sides of the aisle here when he he's saying to. another <laughs> Yeah, he has to. But <laughs> another threat that he's saying is, as justification for a potential invasion within Ukraine mm. is he's saying that there's a genocide that's taking place for the Russian supporters And the Russian individuals that remained after USSR in the Ukrainian territories. So he's saying that the people and that was actually one of his main reasons for why he invaded Crimea, supposedly as well. Mm -hmm. He was saying that there's people, there's Russian individuals that that are being threatened by Ukrainian natives. Yeah. And I'm coming in there to save them. Um, That's bizarre to
0: hear from that, dude. You know, right.
1: Right. And also, couldn't he say, hey, we offer you safety in our territory. Come to us. Right, like that could be another Good. another option. But
0: maybe most people are just terrified that he's going to inject him with performance enhancing drugs and tell the world that it didn't really happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know,
1: that would be great. They'd be like, "Great, soup us up, man. Get us like all. Can you make get us me a super soldier? Up, if, as
0: long as I'm not in the Olympics, it's cool, right? Like,
1: hey yeah, uh, man,
0: Putin. superhero, Superhuman. If people want Putin. to. If if people are curious about that. I think a movie, I don't know if we've mentioned it on here. Honestly, we, you and I have talked about it before, but a movie that people, and I was reminded of this last week, a movie that people really need to go watch because it's fascinating. It starts out as a documentary where a guy decides he's going to get performance enhancing drugs and see how much he can push himself in cycling. And it turns Mm -hmm. into a documentary because he meets the guy who basically like formulated the whole plan to fake and make it look like Russia was not using them during that time. And this guy's like running for his life still to this day. Mm-hmm. And that that documentary is called Icarus and it is, yep. it's, and it's on Netflix. It's still really there. good. It's also like super freaky. Like, yeah. And that it's will fantastic. give you an eye into like what some of these countries. And I believe, I believe China does this too. I mean, they do this with like, we don't know like the ages of people and we know that their documents get faked all the time and everything. That's why I don't think that these, these uh, these communist type countries should be allowed to compete in them. It should just be free countries um, that do Um, and they can all use cannabis.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I think that there is a, um, uh, a need I, I i actually like the concept of nations competing with each other i, do too. I think it actually brings a solidarity to the world I do however too. i think there needs to be a complete remodel and revamping of the corrupt ioc well
0: oh, so so here's what's i i had i couldn't figure out like the clashing like why why don't i like it it's because it's the olympics are supposed to be patriotic right They're supposed to be your country, your love of country competing with other countries in these different types of games and competition, right? But if your world, if the entire world basically is in tension between their people and the countries, it's really hard to be excited to be like patriotically enthusiastic about rooting for your country to compete in this dumb game when the world is doing these crazy things right you know what i mean and 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 that
1: yeah yes and no because it was also kind of inspiring like when you think about world war 2 and when there was like I, I don't remember his name jackson something uh but that african american athlete yeah. that beat the nazi you know elite individuals and sh- kind of showed like the world is not this perfect uh, or not this perfect, but the world is not just this one race that's perfect. Well, you know? except and, and there's idealism that is it promoted? No, by no, that?
0: I get that, but I th- but the difference between that conflict and now is that people then were like faking their age to fight for their country. So they were, they were proud of their country. And now Mm -hmm. we're in a day and age where a lot of people, they're not proud of what's going on in their leadership in their country. Mm -hmm. And so, and so in that, yeah, absolutely. If you could have it during a wartime and most of the people are like, yes, we're fighting for freedom. We're fighting to help people. We're like, there's people that are taking jobs that to, to help make that work to, to, to keep things the way they are, and to to fight for, for more. so there's all this camaraderie, and right now everyone's mm-hmm. just like, no, you're against us. Why? Why right. do we want to be for you, and and making you proud? Like, there, you know, I don't know. It it'd be like trying to like, it's it's it, it's, a, it's just a hard tough. It's
1: saying when you don't have pride in certain areas, right?
0: Yeah. yeah, and it's it. There's a lot of pride in country that takes place with the olympics and when when nobody is like you're
1: like or or it's not even that nobody is necessarily but i think external forces i think external forces have done a really good job at making our country divided yeah and absolutely um and that's that's promoted to a crazy degree yeah um a weakening in our country and when we have a divided a country divided isn't going to stand very well. Yeah.
0: Well, right. it's exterior and interior and that's, what's different about this from anything else. We have this conflict of people on, in so many different levels. It's not just, mm-hmm. you know, if it was, if we could point to X, Y, Z country is doing this to us, which maybe you and I could have that conversation and agree on that, but maybe not everyone would. Right. Um, Then. Yeah. That we could still have a camaraderie, but at this point it's like, it's external internal. There's so much. Like. I don't know. Wild. Just, yeah, it's, it, Wild. people don't like the companies. Well, they, speak about they don't know who turmoil. To blame.
1: Speak about turmoil. Looks like uh, Canada has been going through some dramas.
0: Dude, I want to read you something from Canada. Because did you hear that Canada's Supreme Court justice, they sent what's called a Mariva injunction to a Bitcoin wallet software company. Did you hear about this? Hmm. I'm, I'm glad you didn't because I want you to read or not. I want you to listen to this because this response is a, is a short response, but it is it is the biggest mic drop moment that I've ever seen from from a company. Because so they they put in this they they wrote they said we want you to freeze the accounts of people and they're going to start trying to freeze the accounts of people that even donated to what's going on in Canada right now, and so this is what this company called Nunchuck of all things wrote back is this
1: company a Canadian based company?
0: I don't believe so. Well I don't know. It's crypto okay. company. So they all they do is write software to create a Bitcoin wallet. All right. And the Canadian Supreme Court wrote them and said, we want you to freeze these accounts. And this okay. is what they said. They said Dear Ontario Superior Court of Justice. Nunchuck is a self-custodial collaborative multi-sig Bitcoin wallet. We are a software provider Not a custodial financial intermediary. So, what that means is people, it's their own wallet. We don't hold it. It's a self custody, meaning like you go to a bank, the bank is the custodial of your money. In this case, you're the custodial of your own assets. So, they go on and they say, Our software is free to use. It allows people to eliminate single points of failures and store Bitcoin in the safest way possible while preserving privacy. We do not collect any user identification information beyond email addresses. We also do not hold any keys. The keys are what let the person's account be frozen or unfrozen, spend money or whatnot, basically operate those assets. And we also, we also do not hold any of the keys. Therefore, we cannot, quote, unquote, freeze our user's assets. We cannot, quote, prevent them from being moved. And we do not have knowledge of, quote, the existence, nature, value, or location of our user's assets. This is by design. Please look up how self custody and private keys work when the Canadian dollar becomes worthless. we will be here to serve you too. sincerely, the nunchuck team. <laughs> Are
1: they doxed? Is that team doxed? I don't know i if that team's doxed, I would hope they're not doxed only for the sake of like not having to deal with international you know
0: so attacks. I don't know it, most likely a lot of these guys in these teams, they're open source code and they are revolving teams to some degree. And they, they live all over the place. I would imagine probably some of them are known, but what they're saying is true. They cannot do that. And so I, you know, I've had people come to me and say like, you know, how are you scared about cryptocurrency being frozen? So to that, the only thing that, that Canada could do, and they've done this is they've, they have gone to custodial exchanges that can take, right crypto and turn it to dollars right. and said like coinbase and they've frozen coinbase, these can. accounts right. from sending assets to them to be exchanged but right. there are a lot of companies now that are saying all right fine we'll just take this we'll just take this as currency they don't need to convert it to dollars and and use it and i there was i can't remember the guy's name but there's a guy who's been arguing since 2010 so that's a long time ago he's been arguing that bitcoin is worthless it should not be used in whatever this event In Canada and then this partially this response he has turned around and he's apologized and he said we actually need this in our world because if governments are gonna start turning to freezing accounts and telling people that they can't use their money because they don't agree with the way that they're doing things and Mm. it's not illegal it's not criminal in any way except if they somehow file this emergency thing then we need this we need this in the world and I was wrong and we need to start building upon this. And I have started doing that, too. And so yeah, it's
1: interesting. It's, that's interesting for a couple of reasons. One, obviously, there's different rules in different countries, right? And other countries that you would see this type of behavior or this type of action of a government telling individuals where they can and can't donate their money, right? Um, you would expect that from perhaps an un- underdeveloped country, potentially. Right. Um, and this is but when you see it from a first world country, mm-hmm. um, where a government is is instructing individuals that they can or and or cannot donate their own uh, finances right. in a certain direction, that's sketchy, right? Right. Um,
0: it would be and- one thing if they were like if it was to a criminal organization, right? Which they're saying these guys are criminal. And we all know they're not like, I mean, the videos are hysterical. I mean, if you watch, if you watch him say they're criminals next to the videos of the people that are protesting, there's kids in bounce houses and families out holding hands like,
1: but the, but see, here's the difference. They're, they're saying, I'm not even arguing for whether or not what they're doing is criminal. I'm not even arguing for that, whether it's against the Canadian law or not, Mm -hmm. because I don't know Canadian law, but neither do they, for (laughs) for a government to dictate who you can and can't donate your money to because the, yeah. the, the donation group that's receiving the money, that is not illegal. Like That's literally just a fund, like a charity that people are donating right. their funds to.
0: And they're saying and so for, because they're wrongfully protesting and we've now said that they're terrorists, they, mm-hmm. that you're donating to a, like a dangerous organization, which I understand they've now tried to make that distinction. I mean, it's ridiculous. But like, it
1: didn't come out that way at first, for sure. No. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that there is a precedence that you have to be careful with, because if it was like a situation where you knew an organization was uh, using that those finances to directly um, attack. And, and see, this is what's also interesting, too. In in, in the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. A lot of our laws are made so that a government doesn't become too powerful. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was kind of the aim in the past. Right. right? But if you don't have some way of having a decentralized currency, then the government has control of all of the finances in all ways. Yeah. And that is a risk to the people. Granted, the government wants control, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and so the more control they don't have, the less power they have. Right. Um, and so that's that's you know that's my soapbox. I am a huge for yeah. I I think that's a different that, eliminating government. I agree problems.
0: with you in what you're saying. I think it's a different topic than what they're saying here. They're actually trying. I mean, it wouldn't matter if it's Bitcoin or if it was you know gold or whatever. They're trying to say, nah, we don't like what these guys are doing or saying. So we're gonna we're gonna change this by an emergency injunction to say that it is right. criminal. So and then because right. of that, anyone involved or trying to give to these people who are being so bad are now criminals too is just it's an overreach I, I i said this this week to someone i think what's i i think the the most amicable thing that's going to happen here because this is truly what causes revolutions if you look through history these types of things are what cause revolutions and i don't i don't like the idea of that for any country or anyone because that usually means that there's harm that comes to people and if it can be handled in any other way like go for that right i think that the way at least the the very little understanding that I understand of how their government is set up. I think what we could see happen is that the other side of the government will end up removing Trudeau and his side to replace him.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think that that's, that's a potential. Um, But I think
0: that's the most, that's the least harm that will come to innocent people. I mean, I, I support them in what they're doing and I think that they're peacefully showing their numbers that like this is this is harmful and we want this changed we can't go on like this anymore it's hurting us financially and our health and our families and our futures and we're done like i think that was funny is what he said was you're going to become criminal you're not going to be able to get jobs you're not going to have any money and you can't get to the u.s you're like why did he throw that in there why did he throw in there you can't get to the united states i didn't hear that that's yeah. interesting that was one of the things he said. You're not going to be able to cross the border.
1: Well, there was legislation that they had passed, right, as far as uh, vaccination status requirements to get across the border. And that's to them. Was that what to them? Yeah. Right. But was he saying you're not going to be able to get back he, into the U.S.? No, no.
0: He was saying you won't be able to leave. If what? If they're found to be criminal, like this, like basically, they'll revoke their ability to cross. And leave But wouldn't that be the? the country?
1: That's a U.S. requirement. Like the U.S. is the one that makes. I don't you know. It's worth just worth what he shit.
0: said. Like he said, you won't have your jobs. You won't have your money. You're going to be criminals, and you will not be able to flee to the United States. Yeah, government control is getting scary. It's
1: getting it's getting getting a little bit uh, a little dictatorish.
0: Yeah. So along the lines of this, I want to talk about like this crud load of money that was lost Um, we've talked about nfts we've talked about crypto the first lawsuit involving nfts was filed this week tell me it was filed from a board ape yacht club owner now people that don't know that sounds really crazy and weird it's their monkey pictures if you know a little bit about them absolutely it's super silly even if you understand them but they're worth a lot of money and and a lot of them are worth you know are like more than you would imagine like people buy these things for three four hundred thousand dollars and u.s dollars if that matters to them at all most of them it doesn't matter but there was a supposed hack that happened on one of the major exchanges for nfts and there was a lot of things lost and one of them was someone's Board ape yacht club got lost and and someone someone swiped what do, it what, what do you out mean got account. lost like it got swiped like someone, it got swiped out of their account in this and someone, someone
1: got their password or got access to their wallet
0: that's not known yet so when you sell something on there or set up to sell something and list something there you are actually granting the exchange the ability to share the, to send that asset should that contract be right. filled right, right well exactly. we were talking about this before we went live they just did this whole migration to a new Um, a new contract that they have and they've they've revamped the code. I think for all intents and purposes, besides all of this, it actually is better than what they had, but it's still unknown as to if there were some holes that were in that contract that allowed someone to exploit that and get it because there was a lot of assets that were stolen. um, And it's still not super clear how it was done, but it's resulted in the very first lawsuit against this exchange over an NFT.
1: That's fascinating. That'll be really fascinating to follow. Yeah. And
0: yeah, because
1: it's going to be hard to prove OpenSea is guilty versus... Well, there was not really because
0: everything's on chain, right? So it's just going to take people digging into the code to figure out if there really was an exploit. And if, if OpenSea didn't do their due diligence in doing that and the assets were lost... And if that's the case, I mean, other exchanges have had that happen before and they have had to pay. So it's just never been done over an NFT before. Um, It's just interesting that we're kind of at that place where there's a lot of people who are like, well, NFTs are weird. And I would completely 100% agree with you. They're also very valuable if you play your cards right. I mean, right now, the floor price, so that would be the lowest you could buy a Board Ape Yacht Club for, is 91 ethereum <laughs> that's um, incredible and that in dollars for those of you that don't know is two hundred and thirty one thousand dollars so that's the cheapest you know, remember, that's the cheapest one you could go buy right now
1: i remember when um what's his name uh ben ben what's his last name strong crypto dude oh what's his last name crypto guy armstrong ben what Ben armstrong it's last name's armstrong yeah. i never knew that Anyhow, I remember when they were talking, uh, I think it was last summer, about him buying a board ape Mm. and how they were like, oh, it's crazy. And I think he spent like $53,000 or something like that on it. And they're like, oh, my God, man, it's going to be tough to get your money back on this. And now, you know, to see a floor price of 91 ETH on that. Now, mind you, ETH
0: is way down right now. So it's 91 ETH no matter what the US dollar price is. And that can fluctuate as well. but eth is down today i mean the markets are red i it's i mean people here's the deal tomorrow could be an interesting day because we've everything we've just talked about right. gets people nervous about money and right. the market exactly. it's been a holiday today markets ended decent on friday but still like kind of mm. like pretty crappy pretty crappy like, on friday i mean it was but it wasn't terrible it wasn't as bad as it could be right yeah. And we haven't come to the end of the month where futures expire and all that kind of stuff. And for those of you that don't know what that means, it just means a lot of money's on the line and things can change real fast. Well, we just we just saw Bitcoin and, and Ethereum drop a lot, like a lot today. The amounts that they dropped today are like, it's like an afternoon in crypto, but it's like jump off a building in stocks. So <laughs> like, yeah. um, it's going to be interesting because if they... If they drop that much, and that's where sentiment's at, and this whole Russia thing with Ukraine and everything goes through, and it continues to the, the dollar continues to do is obviously I'm I mean, honestly, right now the dollar's doing really, really well, which is interesting. Um, I wonder how much of that is faked.
1: But you know, on a on a little bunny trail, real quick, if the dollar does really good, does that make the value somehow of uh stable coins even more uh valuable i don't know if if the u s dollar is really valuable does that affect any way like tether or u s d c no.
0: those are all just okay. those are all pegged to the dollar amount so one u s d c is one u s dollar one u s d t is one dollar like unless, right. you're, unless you have unless you have like-, like a you know this just gets way into the weeds but unless you have like an algorithmic stable coin or something but um right. no it doesn't affect those it just affects their buying power as far as like if you were to take them out to dollars like You know, we see the grocery store 15, 25% up. It's affected there. We don't ever think about that except we think, man, stuff got expensive. That's your dollar getting less valuable. So if you don't think... Like what? So if if you're not... That's
1: why my wife, she's like, man, grocery money went real quick this week. Yeah.
0: So if you think that like, oh, markets don't matter. I don't want to pay attention to that. Trust me, you're involved in them to some degree. You just don't know. But when you see those prices change, that's the stock market. In your grocery store, like, and that's very real. When gas goes up, that's, that's it. When house prices go up or construction goes up, that's, you're in it. You're, you, we're all in it. We're all affected by it. And I think that's why not with the Canada thing, but I think with a lot of countries struggle with currencies that they don't control how much of it, it is, they don't like that because they can't, then they can't do, and- they can't control, um, their debt they can't control the the return on that money i mean if you've noticed i'm old enough to remember when you could get a lot more percentage for your savings account and and now it's like it's just laughable right
1: but interest rates for your homes were a
0: lot higher too they were yeah that's true but i don't i mean the bank makes a lot of money your money if you keep it in there and they're suing companies now that are paying out eight to twelve percent because I at least I think allegedly that they are terrified because their bonds are totally. worth nothing compared to eight to twelve percent. Bonds used to be a good way to like a good way to have six to ten money coming in. Yeah. All right, guys.
1: So, so last thing I wanna say before we get to our shower thoughts, there was a cool study. It's kind of something people already know a little bit about, but a nice study that came out of the little uh, bit a little bit. Uh, a little bit. Um, but a nice study that came out of the Hamilton spectator, which is like a journal for certain types of, sometimes they have decent scientific studies that grace it. And um, a cool study that recently came out pertaining to coffee and how it actually is good for your heart. Um, as long as you don't have the cream associated with it. So as long as you're not adding that, that Belgian toffee coffee creamer, um, probably sugary creams more than anything that, uh, it helps to inhibit basically coffee shows that it has a direct connection to the specific type of protein that inhibits the liver's ability to process LDL. And so by drinking coffee, you can lower your LDL because it, Prevents this protein from stopping your liver to breaking down the LDL.
0: Mine should be um, like nothing, then. which is great.
1: <laughs> yeah, your LDL should be like nothing. Yeah, anymore. I should but, but I you, should actually have the negative.
2: I think you
0: add
1: creamer to your coffee, though. I Black thought cream. I remember you adding.
0: I would add to butter it. to it if I add anything. Butter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's if different you Don't than, add anything. It's to different it. than creamer because creamer, the cream does actually have like sugar, like natural sugars and stuff in it. That. Right. You know, so butter doesn't so
1: all right shower thoughts differences first one
0: how many you got i got trace what did you get someone says oh about the crypto stuff good thing the u.s is the titanic of currencies (laughs) there you go that's what that's what nunchuck was saying to was saying to canada and everyone is everyone is tied to the u.s good thing we can't see a giant iceberg coming up that would be bad that's a good analogy the titanic Get it. Iceberg. Everyone crashes. Fake fake news. Fake 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 news. news. It didn't actually sink. Wasn't there like a, there's a, or was it? Oh, it was Rick and Morty. There was the episode where they didn't wreck the Titanic and everyone was upset because they didn't, the cruise was not the same as what they'd paid for. Oh, right. They did like reenact. They're like, no head for it. they're like, no, don't do it. It's an iceberg. And they're like, they they failed by not hitting the iceberg, which Mm -hmm. is great.
1: Ah, All right. Good times. I think we both have three, so I'll go first. Let's go first.
0: Shower thoughts.
1: Shower thought time. Shower thought time. It's time. Yeah, see, guys, we need,
0: we need music for this, too. All right. This is just, an, just a heads up. So so the chess
1: rules, such as castling and in passante, were
0: probably
1: made up Wait, by a ha- keen Hang on, hang on
0: castling just so we know so we understand what's going on here castling is if you haven't moved like the rook and the the king you can use a turn and swap them is that right you can
1: move a king all the way to the right and have the the rook move all the way not all the way to the right but move two places to the right and the rook move two places to the left so it's a way of protecting your king. Okay. And, what, and then, what was the other move? Uh, in passant, which is like in passing. Okay. Um, and it's uh, it's a capture of a pawn as it makes a first move of two squares by an imp- by an enemy pawn that threatens the first of these squares. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of a confusing, and it, that's rarely ever used. Yeah. Either um, one of those are pretty barely used. The castlings actually castlings used quite a bit, but in Passant not, not by very
0: normal much. people. <laughs> fair, fair
1: enough. Fair But enough. all that to be said these extra surprising little rules, right, are probably used by a king at one point to get out of losing and the other players just went along with it to avoid losing their heads.
0: <laughs> like that's, those random rules. It's very possible. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, we'll let it.
0: Happen. It probably came from like actual battle plans.
1: They
0: did. I don't know. I have no they idea. Did. I don't know where chess came from. I think it was just people it. that like to stand in lines, and they're like, "What if we made a game out of this?"
1: Or we're bored of standing in line.
0: Yeah, yeah. Bored of standing. In line. Yeah, yeah. um Seeing someone consume multiple beers at a Chili's at 9 a.m. is suspect. We could probably all agree on that, right? Yes, move that chilies to inside an airport, and suddenly it's totally normal. Yes, very
1: true. <laughs> That's funny I like that. Um, let's see here. There are probably this is kind of a cool thought. and and a lot of things connected to this potentially. but there are probably caverns deep underground that are well lit that nobody in the world has ever seen because of magma.
0: Yeah. I mean, kind of cool journey into the earth. And then like, there wasn't that, there was some other movies where they're like, look at the dinosaurs all live under here. And somehow it's lit up by the sun, but we don't know how. Yeah. Yeah. It's magma. That's what it is. Why didn't they just describe it like that? Anyway, every machine is a smoke machine if you operate it wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true, true.
1: All right. My last shower thought. Waning left-sided crescent moons are drawn a lot more often than than waxing right side, despite occurring equally often in real
0: life. It's true. Because you can put someone in yeah, it. Like you can sit in it versus not. Right. Right. Yeah, that's true. It's just artistically it fits.
1: Yeah, artistically
0: it fits. Yeah. <laughs> See, I knew what that meant. Um, okay. Calendars are non-perishable, but they still have a sell-by date. Do they really? Well, I mean, they yes, would be useless. They do.
1: <laughs> yeah, they do. Okay, yeah. Obviously. I was thinking they like do? somewhere on it. No, I was thinking somewhere on it, like written, sell by. But so yeah, I've duh. often
0: wondered, like, it's like if you don't buy a calendar at the beginning of the year, you're like, ah, whatever. You know, I'll get one next year. That's so. But funny. like a lot of calendars, like, have an extra few months at the end of them. Like they they have right. it in a little picture. Like yeah, yeah. one page yeah, has yeah, like yeah. the next January, February, March, or something like that. Yeah, um, that's a good point. That's funny.
1: Yeah, Josh. Josh said, you know, also there's probably many nephilim are underground ready for the day of tormenting us to pop out and be like, surprise, surprise. (laughs) I, I, part of me actually really wants there to be some type of unexplored world underground that we haven't discovered. Dude, that's what,
0: that's what Pacific Rim is all about. It's like a portal to nowhere, somewhere else where the monsters come out of. True. True. Yeah. That's, that's
1: really satisfying. And that's satisfying my sci-fi mind. The
0: other thing you get is giant robots. (laughs) That's why that equally cool. That's why that okay. movie is so accepted. It's totally implausible. But it's got two really cool things. Giant robots and monsters from the ocean. Both of those are fantastic. Right. <laughs> they make All right guys, well,
1: Thank you so much for logging on. Thank you for your thoughts, your input, your hopes, your dreams, your tears. We appreciate them all. Your thoughts and prayers. <laughs> and uh we will uh talk to you guys soon. I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay classy. Wait.
0: Are you are you working next Monday? Do we know yet? I think we're good to go next Monday. Sweet. I think I am I think too. Think we're good to go unless <laughs> something else crazy <laughs> to comes sure up. Make sure myself.
1: Unless something else crazy Hopefully. comes up. We should be here Hopefully next Hopefully we can Monday, at least
0: guys. break our two streak for Mondays. Oh my god, I know. Sounds like a good idea. Amen, yeah. brother. Yeah. All right, guys. We love you all. Peace out. See you. Love y'all. You Ooh. Mm.